Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I have such a fun guest on the show today. With me is Chef Shannon Behrens. She is a professional chef, but also the author of the new anti-inflammatory cookbook. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk to you and your listeners. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about your cookbook. But first, before we kind of get into all of that and how you, you started down that road, can you tell us a little bit about what got you interested in cooking in general? And then what kind of led you to this kind of anti-inflammatory way of cooking and doing things? Can you give us just a little bit of background? Yeah, absolutely. So growing up, I grew up in a very Italian family. Um, so my grandmother influenced me pretty heavily with cooking and we always used to have Sunday dinners where we'd all sit together all like 20 something of us, wow. just immediate family, like big family. Um, and I really realized that food was more than just eating. It was social. It was a way of creating a community. Um, and so I really loved that about food. Not only did I enjoy cooking, I liked putting ingredients together. I liked the aspect of when I hand someone a dish that I feel a connection to them. And that's really how I show my love for people is sharing and creating food for them and with them. Um, so that's really how I got into cooking. And then I went on to work at a local bakery when I was in high school. And I really enjoyed that moment where I brought out a cake and said, you know, here's your son or daughter or grandmother's birthday cake and you saw their face light up and they tell you a little bit about the event and it almost felt like you were attending it was this really interesting moment of connection so then I went on to study baking and pastry arts at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park New York and it felt like Hogwarts there because everybody (laughs) was studying cooking or baking so everybody wanted to cook together and it was such a wonderful experience Um, And then from there, I went on to study culinary science. So that's when I started learning about how can you combine foods that you wouldn't necessarily think could work well together, or how could you substitute an ingredient when you want a certain mouthfeel or texture, kind of more of the science behind things. Um, And I always wanted to own my own bakery. That's kind of how I envisioned my career going was I was going to graduate high school and automatically be able to open up this super successful bakery. Um, And then I ended up in New York City as an R&D chef from a Mufuku milk bar um, and then went on to work at Pepperidge Farm, PepsiCo, Popcorners, some really fun brands developing snacks. And that's when I really got into food science. Um, And I realized I wanted to get a little bit closer to food again. Um, So I went to work for a kosher catering company. So I had some dairy free, some parv experience, removing dairy from ingredients. Um, And then I went to work as a private chef for a family who needed some help developing recipes because their son had an autoimmune disorder. And that's kind of how I landed here. So never thought this would be kind of the trajectory (laughs) of my cooking, but I'm really excited to be here. And I found that there's actually more of a connection personally and that my grandmother, I found out on my mom's side, actually had an autoimmune disorder. And I never knew that. I just knew she didn't really eat a lot of the foods we ate. And so (laughs) now I kind of, in writing this book, kind of like feel this family connection through the recipes. Yeah, that's amazing and such an amazing story. And so when you started working for this family and, you know, obviously their focus was probably on getting their child healthy and feeding him Mm -hmm. the best that they could. Was there anything that really stood out to you as far as like how different the food needed to be? Or was there anything that really stood out from like your previous culinary experiences to this one that that was kind of 
shocking or interesting to you? Yeah, I think at first, and this potentially may be what a lot of families who are starting their journey with autoimmune diets feel, is it's overwhelming. When you realize all the ingredients that are inflammatory, you realize those are the common cooking and baking ingredients. And so thinking about how can I remove butter? How can I remove whole milk or regularly processed sugar that comes, you know, in the bag at the grocery store? It can be overwhelming. And so I felt that. And so I really dived into, okay, well, one, we're not going to let this stop us. We're going to find a way to make delicious, amazing food. And I had a class at the Culinary Institute that was run by a chef who focused on dietary needs. And so we went through removing dairy, removing gluten. I think with the AIP diet that I followed for this particular cookbook, it went even further in removing grains. So typically a lot of the gluten-free recipes that use rice or oats, we took that out for this cookbook. And so the recipes I created here are very, very gut friendly and follow the very strict AIP diet. Wow. And so I think it's really exciting because for a lot of people, I mean, myself included, when I first got diagnosed with autoimmune disease, it was very, it was very overwhelming. And like, you know, you, you kind of need uh, a PhD in life to figure it out. <laughs> so, so it's really amazing that you have taken this a step further and you not only have created this cookbook, but you've made these like delicious, amazing recipes that fall into that AIP kind of guideline to help people. Because I think that's something too, is, you know, there's a lot of diets out there. There's a lot of kind of named diets out there, like the AIP diet or paleo or whatever it may be. And so people kind of grasp at what is the best for them and what really works. And so it's fantastic when you have someone like yourself, who's very skilled in the culinary arts to kind of take that a step further and say, not only can you eat like this, but you can eat like this, like in an amazing, delicious way. And so I think that's a really important message that you're putting out there with this, with this book. Yeah. And that's what I noticed was there were a lot of cookbooks out there, which are absolutely wonderful resources that I utilized myself too. And I wanted to, like you said, take it a step further, not just, okay, these ingredients can be used and you can put them together and make a dish, but it tastes good. You know, (laughs) you want to eat it. It's created in a chef frame of mind. Like, okay, maybe we can't use butter, but can we caramelize the onions more than a person typically would to get that buttery kind of mouthfeel, to get that like Maillard reaction that you would get from butter, but in a gut friendly way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what are the main, um, main ingredients that you have made in your cookbook or that you've noticed even through working with um, autoimmune clients, the main kind of inflammatory ingredients that you really noticed that, that you've removed are really kind of focused on? I would say number one is butter, just because literally when you're going to culinary school or you work in any restaurant, you learn butter is life Um, (laughs) (laughs) and it gives you flavor. But like I said, like just creating that type of feeling through ingredients, Um, like for example, when you use, when you make a sauce, a lot of times you use heavy cream. Yeah. So how can we create that with coconut milk, but have it not taste like you're eating a coconut spinach sauce? Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like covering up in a way. It's like you want to kind of cover up those ingredients. And I have IBS. So dairy for me has always been something I'm trying to avoid. So I was kind of familiar with coconut milk in general and cooking with it to begin with. And so I find adding a lot of gut friendly, like 
onion powder, garlic powder, caramelized ingredients, whether it's onions or really getting that extra level of cook on things builds flavor and helps get the mouthfeel from the coconut will come naturally and it gives you that kind of heavy cream sauce feel. But then the other ingredients layered in can kind of give you flavors that are a little bit different than the AIP recipes out there. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so important too. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I know a lot of people, um, you know, when you mention, hey, you can substitute coconut milk for, you know, dairy, or you can substitute, you know, whatever it is, this for that. A lot of times it's like, oh, I don't really like the flavor of coconut milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't really, I don't really like that. And so it's, it's important to know that you can actually use those ingredients, still get the nutrients and benefits from them, but not necessarily taste that specific flavor. Yeah. And I have to say, I learned that there's a very big difference between coconut in a carton that you would buy near the milk and coconut in a can. Mm -hmm. um, the one in a can, now there's some that have guar gum and some that don't. So you have to kind of, if you're sensitive to guar gum, be careful which particular brand you're buying. Um, yeah. But even the ones without guar gum, they just have a little bit more separation. But when you're cooking, it doesn't really matter. You're going to be combining anything anyway. Um, so when I'm making a sauce, I use the coconut in a can because it has more fat to it yeah. on the top that kind of gives that buttery, heavy creamness that you're looking for. But then maybe when I'm baking, potentially I might use the carton because it doesn't have that body to it or just be, depending on like the functionality of the ingredient, even right. within one type of ingredient, there's multiple different types. And that's what a lot of my experimentation was, was okay. Coconut milk is not always coconut milk. How can we even break it down further? Yeah. How fun that must have been to kind of play with all of this food and make these recipes. I yeah. <laughs> am not good at that in any way, but I'm fascinated <laughs> by people who are. So I think that's so amazing. But I, I also want to touch on, because you mentioned a little earlier, you mentioned flowers and yeah. all grains. So what type of flowers did you really kind of find to be the most beneficial and in um, the recipes that you're making in this book and which ones did you lean towards? Yeah, so it's funny because most people, when you say, oh, you know, I'm working on grain-free recipes, they'll say, oh, well, have you tried nut flours? Yeah. But nuts are inflammatory and a lot of people can't <laughs> consume nuts. So I then look towards um, tiger nut, which is not actually um, a nut. Yeah, I learned that. I was first like, well, wait a second, this has nut in the, <laughs> the name but it's not. And then I actually learned that by hydrating the whole tiger nuts and combining it with the flour and then some cassava flour, maybe there's some starch that we can use like tapioca starch, which is the extracted starch from the cassava plant. You can combine that into a blender and almost get body awesome. to whatever you're cooking. Yeah. Wow. That's really amazing. And, and yeah, it is really interesting that tiger nuts are called a nut. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think that's a that's a great point too is you know when we talk about gluten-free or grain-free flours there's such limited yeah. really options out there that aren't nut-based and so yeah that's a really great point of um and and smart of you to think of tiger nuts and kind of go that direction with it so in the book are you um with the recipes are you teaching how to kind of make your own flour or are you having recommendations of where to get flowers or how do how do you incorporate that 
In the beginning of the book, I do talk about, well, where can you find these ingredients or, or what the heck is a tiger nut? Um, yeah. So I have a little bit of a section on that. And then I actually wanted to focus on cooking techniques and tips on my Instagram page so I could show visuals a little more easily with videos or pictures. Because when you say cream palm shortening and coconut sugar, like what the heck does that mean? So I want to show a visual of what that means. And I realized very early on, it's not like regular baking. It has the same kind of concepts to it, but you have to take everything a little bit of a step further. And so instead of creaming for two to three minutes, butter and sugar, you may cream palm shortening and coconut sugar for 10 to 15 minutes. And that might seem like you're overdoing it, but in this case, you're actually not because you want to get that aeration when you're creating like a cake or a cookie or something along those lines. And that's where I really wanted to show the visual. And so I felt like the best platform for that particular example would be Instagram to kind of supplement everything that's in the cookbook. Yeah, I love that. And that's such a great point because a lot of us are very visual learners, myself Mm -hmm. included. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it can be really difficult to read a book. And I've, I've definitely had this issue before using recipes where I've read it and it says, you know, a specific instruction. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and what would that look like? So you have to kind of visualize it. So that's a great point. And I, it's really wonderful that you combine those two together to not only provide this amazing recipe, but hey, you can go to this other resource and see what it should look like or what I'm doing. Because a lot of these ingredients that we are finding to be not only super nutrient dense and mm. really great, but are really good for reducing inflammation and for autoimmune disease are not common. No. Well, they're getting more common now, but they're not right, common. Right. <laughs> yeah. That people are used to using are like that they gr- grew up watching their, probably like you, grew up watching their grandparents, our parents using. And so it can be really tricky to figure out like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this to make it look normal? So that's a really great resource. Yeah. And I mean, To your point, I always am looking for new products to promote on my Instagram page just to talk about. Um, Promote's probably not the right word, but just to talk about, to kind of spread the word. And there was one brand that came out with the cassava pasta. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, please don't have gums or please don't have additional (laughs) ingredients. And it was just cassava, flour, and water. And I thought, wow, what an amazing way to just be able to cook pasta like you normally cook pasta. And my daughter um, was just diagnosed with autism. And so we're trying inflammation or anti-inflammatory foods to reduce inflammation in her brain and seeing the effect that that has had on her. And she has always had a lot of gut trouble. So even if you're not following the autoimmune protocol diet per se, There's a lot of benefits I've seen from people with and without autoimmune disorders eating this type of food. I know the family I cooked for, they had their son who had an autoimmune disorder. Their daughter was dairy free. And in eating this, she actually started doing better in school and she was able to kind of concentrate because her stomach wasn't so upset all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good point because, you know, our, and everybody that's listening knows that I will rant about this for hours, so I won't today, but, (laughs) but our, as a gut health nutritionist, I, that's kind of what I preach all the time is our guts are so interconnected to everything else that happens in our body. And so it completely makes sense that if we can reduce inflammation and bring all of that stuff down, it really helps every area, whether it's the brain, the stomach, um, joints, whatever, it makes such a huge difference. And I'm so, I want to commend you for 
finding those um, different ingredients, those different products, and really putting them out there, because I think it can be really overwhelming and difficult for people, especially when it's new, when they're newly on the journey, yeah. to be like, what, where do I start? Where do I go? Where do I get this stuff? Because in our minds, we think it's like this crazy food that's like in a different country that we have to try and find, but really yeah. it's here <laughs> and we can find right. it. It's just kind of learning where it's at. So I'm, I'm glad that you're really taking the time to find those things and share them. Cause I think that's just as powerful as the cookbook. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about, for me, it's about community and really kind of creating that you're not in this alone. Like we're all in this together and we can all sit down at the table together. And that's really what I wanted my cookbook to be about. I didn't want it to look like it was written as a textbook as to how to eat for anti-inflammatory. I wanted it to be a cookbook where somebody could just open it and feel like they have kind of this normal experience with beautiful pictures in it and regular kind of recipes. And then I also wrote notes about storage because nobody has time to stay in the kitchen for 500 hours a week. You know, everybody's busy or maybe they're not feeling well. Maybe they feel sick and they can't stand up for a long time. So it always in here, I always talk about the freezers, your friend. And I know a lot of chefs would say, no, the freezer, but every chef uses the freezer, like whether they say it or not. And so (laughs) it's just really about how to be able to make food for your family and friends that everybody can eat together and wants to eat together. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk about the cookbook a little bit too, because I think it's amazing. So how many recipes do you have in there? And do you have, um, is it, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, like what type of recipes do you have? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, and snacks, Um, and then vegetables. And so I have a section on vegetables. My husband's vegetarian, so I made sure to include a lot. And then I eat meat. So I have meat, seafood, vegetables that can be served as like a main course, not just vegetables as a side dish. Um, So I wanted to incorporate that for anyone who is vegetarian or has um, anyone in their family or friends who are. Um, And then the cookbook has 100 plus recipes. I can't remember the exact number, but I know we worked through. And then on my Instagram, I'm always uploading a bunch every day. Um, So yes. Did I answer all your questions? I think I forgot one. Sorry. (laughs) No, I think that's great because I think it's important for people to know one, that you can have all of these amazing meals all day. Like it's not just, oh, you can only eat these certain foods because you're able to make an entire day's, you even said snacks. So an entire day's worth of meals with snacks that are completely anti-inflammatory with all these amazing ingredients. And so I think that even by itself is such a great, um, a great way for people to understand, like you can eat like this every single day and it's okay. Yeah. And there's resources out there and you're not going to starve and it can be really delicious. And so it's really great that you've kind of incorporated all of those aspects of, um, of food and life. And, and I love that your, your idea of being able to use the freezer, because a lot of people do have to meal prep or plan ahead or, make large portions to save for later just because they're so busy or they have so many things going on. And so I think it's really great that you've incorporated other ways to do that as well. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm a mom, I work full time, like life is busy. So (laughs) we have a lot going on and with all the autism therapies. And so, you know, I can only imagine if you have additional things on top of that, it's a lot to handle. So I wanted to make it as approachable as possible. My inspiration was really Joanna Gaines type of feel to it. So home style, pretty fabrics, colors, and then kind of like farm style too, as well. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I'm assuming, and I haven't seen the cookbook, so I don't know for sure. That's why I'm kind of asking all these questions. Yeah. But I'm assuming because the way you explained before of really um, explaining how to cook things and and really a lot of that information, I'm assuming that there's a lot of fantastic photos of the food in there too. So like you can look at it and be like, okay, my dish sort of looks like that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And always feel free. And I always say it's kind of hard when you're cooking with, if you choose to cook with, you know, organic ingredients, because sometimes they taste more flavorful than others. So if that day you want to add more onion powder or garlic powder, do it, you know, feel empowered within the cookbook to make the changes that you want. And if you don't like parsley, leave it out. You know, this is your food. This is for you. And it should taste how you want it to. The cookbook is a guidebook as to how to create it. And I tell you what to combine, but then everybody can kind of personalize it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. And I, like I said, I'm definitely a visual person. And when I have no picture, I'm like, well, I hope this is what it was about. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So it's always great to kind of see like the professional, beautiful version of it so that you're like, I always think about the the TV show that's out there and I can't think of what it's called, but I think it's called Nailed It or something like that, where there's yes. like, it's, beautiful, <laughs> it's always like, oh, I tried so hard. So, <laughs> so I always kind of feel that way, but I'm like, as long as it sort of resembles, I feel like I, you know, hit the spot. So, so it's really great to have those beautiful pictures in there to, to really compare. Um, not that mine will ever look like yours, but it's really great to have that as a, as a novice cooker. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, but I definitely want to make sure that we have enough time for you to tell people where they can get your book from. Cause it's, does it come out today? Yeah. Today is actually oh. the release date. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. Such great timing. Okay. So today is September 13th. And so it's actually releasing today, which is amazing. So can you share with us where people can find it, um, where they can find your Instagram page? Cause I'm sure they're thinking, well, I want to see all those fantastic videos. <laughs> so that information as well. And then I will be sure to also add it to the show notes so that people have that um, easy access also. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for that opportunity. So you can buy the book on either mascotbooks.com, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, or, or um, books a million. And so the easiest way to find it is by searching the anti-inflammatory cookbook by Shannon Barron's. It'll come up right away on Amazon. There's a beautiful picture of beets with some coconut milk cheese on there and um, a blue tapestry behind it, just to give a little bit of a visual. Um, and then my Instagram is AIP Sheffy. That's A-I-P-C-H-E-F-Y. Um, and then there's also a link to the Amazon um, book there in the bio, just to make it a little bit easier to find. I know sometimes it can be overwhelming to search on Amazon. Um, so yeah. That's so amazing. And happy launch day to you. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Um, And yeah, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing all of your fantastic information. Thank you for writing this book and putting it out there in the world. And everybody listening, don't worry, I will put everything in the notes so that you can easily click on that and um, find Shannon and her beautiful book. And again, Shannon, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. 
for your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.